Oi, oi, and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast, sponsored by HF Plastering, with myself, Stephen Nussbaum, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend, South Stand Chum, the bearded legend, the one and only, the daddy-o, it's Mr Paul Evie. Thank you very much indeed. Hello everyone, welcome back, this is episode number 260, and thanks again to everyone, as always, who's tuned in to last week's show, we genuinely appreciate you taking the time to do that. This week we've got two games to review, loads and loads of people's views, so I think let's not uh, fumble around anymore, let's just crack on with the show and as always start at the top of the show with a word from our sun-worshipping sponsor. (laughs) (laughs) So our sun-worshipping sponsor is Adam Francis, HF Plastering, as you probably all know by now, he heads the Essex-based plastering and rendering company. They cover all aspects of domestic and commercial work, specialising in silicone colour render systems. And the best part is, and he's done this very well, you must all know this by now, ladies and gentlemen, is that they offer 15% off for all Leighton Orient fans and staff. So if you're interested in what HF Plastering can offer you, you can go and visit their website at www.hfplastering.co.uk or you can email hfplastering at outlook.com. They are also on social media, on Facebook and on Instagram under HF Plastering. And Adam is also on Twitter with shots of himself on the beach, with shots of his beach towel and many other lovely shots of himself on a lovely <laughs> holiday. So Adam, hope you're well. You can find him at Big Ads with a Z, L-O-F-C. Very nicely done. So we have a slightly different Supporters Club update for you this week. We haven't got any trips to tell you uh, about, although you can contact the Supporters Club uh, and, uh, and find out what uh, what trips that they're running coaches to. But Linda uh, from the Supporters Club got in touch with us earlier today. Uh, very, very, very proud to have won the Camera, which is the Campaign for Real Al, Gold Award that was presented to only a handful of venues. There's only about 50 in this very fine nation that would have received these certificates, uh, or these awards, sorry, in Camera's anniversary year. Uh, We were presented with the award on Friday evening along with winning East London Camera Club of the Year for which we have won almost every year for the last 15 years. I mean, that is pedigree in itself there. (laughs) The Supporters Club are super proud of this and a very special mention to our fabulous Mike Childs who is currently in a Walthamstow care home but was absolutely central to real owl history and accolades at the O's. And we love him and huge thanks to all the members for their continued support. We wish Mike uh, very good health um, and hope he's okay. Great stuff. So thank you to Linda for and sending well it out that. But yeah. yes, I always love hearing about the support club. 100%. Always good to hear. So win. many good things. East Brilliant. London Club of the Year. Yeah. Love it. Love it. So let's go on into the week that was in starting with Happy Monday, the 4th of October. And Paul Smith received a call up to the Northern Ireland squad for the World Cup qualifying games against Switzerland, which was yesterday. They lost that one 2 0. Paul was an unused sub. He is also in the squad for Bulgaria on Tuesday, the 12th of October. As good as that is, unfortunately, it means that he would miss the Barrow away game that we'll talk about later. So it's great that Paul Smith gets to go on international duty. But this guy's like the enigma, right? <laughs> Signed him, plays 90 minutes against Salford. <laughs> we get really excited, gets injured, uh, gets married. It's an eventful time for Paul. And then um, comes back, has a great cameo against Port Vale. Comes on, makes a great impact. Yeah. We're all buzzing for him. Yeah. And he's off again on international duty. Whenever you want to come back, Paul, mate, and play for your club, you can, you can no problem. Feel free. Hello, we're late in Orient. <laughs> we pay your wages. Anyway, moving on then to, to Hue Tuesday, the 5th of October. Uh, and by the way, we never begrudge a player playing yeah. for his uh, nation of birth. That's, yeah, uh, it's, it's great to have an international in our club. It would be nice if he played. That's why he's gone on the way. <laughs> but, but to be fair, he's, he's behind the likes of Connor Washington and championship level yeah. uh, <clears throat> strikers and players in, in that sort of position. So, I mean, is he really honestly going to get minutes? Well, it's not because you know, all those players, clubs aren't playing this weekend because of international duty. So it's just a, a, a bit frustrating win. If we, he was still at QPR, it wouldn't be a problem. Yeah, but obviously we jest though. So if anyone is sitting here about to send a tweet to us for calling out Paul Smith for actually leaving for international duty, don't bother. It's all in jest. Just as most of the criticisms are about um, Dan Happy last week, because we've had a bit of criticism for singling out Dan Happy. But I think but, you know we're always honest on the podcast. Yeah. I think we have to be. So 
and I wouldn't hold the uh, as much as we love the podcast and think we hold the highest amount of importance to board members and managers. Pretty sure the jacket isn't listening to this going. Oh yeah, that's a good point. The Stephen board have made. Dan, you're out of the team on Saturday. Get out, son. Yeah, shag, you're in. <laughs> yeah, absolutely spot on. And it, it's always constructive. It's never, yeah. oh, he's rubbish. He's What's he doing in an orange shirt? He shouldn't be selling him. He's not this. Nothing like that at all. No. It was criticism based on actions from within the game, which, granted, neither of us have played, but we're fans. so we And we do this podcast, so we have the right to do that. So let's move on then. Get off our soapboxes to Huey Tuesday, <laughs> the 5th of October. The club revealed that Kenny Jackett had been nominated for the Skybet League 2 Manager of the Month for September Award and that also Harry Smith had been nominated for Player of the Month for September and the winner was due to be announced later in the week. Yeah, unfortunately they didn't Which win that. Yeah. Spoiler alert, yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Clark, wasn't it? And Nicky Cadden from Forest Green Rovers. Yeah, so. I think so. Yeah, unlucky boys. Hopefully they go and win it in October after you have a storm in month. Fingers crossed for... Uh, Mr Jacket and Mr Smith but in the evening the O's travelled to Crawley Town for the second match in their Papa John's trophy campaign team announced a burning goal James Ogie Happy Sweeney at the back with Kiprianu Clay here we go Papadopoulos <laughs> on the bench we had Wood <laughs> Beckles Young and Krumer Archibald and Drillen. So Kenny Jackett made about eight changes to the starting lineup that who played uh, on Saturday. Crawley made about seven changes apparently to their starting lineup too. So uh, obviously fielding a mixture of youth and experience here. I thought that was a decent starting eleven actually, uh, and a good opportunity for some of the squad players who need minutes. Um, I'm not I'm not a B team boycotter, but I'm not overly fussed about this until we get to the latter parts. Yeah. Of it because I don't I think it's slightly insulting to have people who have worked incredibly hard to get a contract at a professional football club, given the the hardship that one goes through, to then have to play against an academy um, uh, because the Premier League have you know are all the all powerful and the EFL just kind of bend over and and, and accept what what they want. I I, I just to give their kids experience because they can't do it properly themselves. I think it's an imposition that's unfair on us. I don't agree with it, but I'm not a boycotter. I'll always support the club in the competition that they're eligible to enter. I think you can tell by the amount of changes that both clubs made that it's really not a high-priority competition at this right. point in time for right. either club. But, yeah. you but, know, but the, the, closer you beckons, the closer you back into Wembley, though, the priorities will change. And I think Jacket took Portsmouth to the final about three years ago, or maybe right. even two years ago. So Jacket has got history in this competition. I don't yeah. think he's ever won it, but he's definitely gone to the final with Portsmouth. I think they lost to Salford on penalties, I think, two years ago. And it can't do the... the, the if you lose to that academy side, it won't do the squad many favours in terms of a confidence building. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. For me, I thought that was a decent lineup. But interesting. Um, for me, seven of those players, all from the youth setup, which is really good to see. There won't be many clubs you'll see that. Um, and a nice blend of youth and experience. So we had quite a few... Tweets that came into us when the team was announced. We mentioned one or two. James O'Hagan tweeted us and said, "Stronger lineup than I was expecting. Much stronger bench too. Hopefully, the fringe players do well enough that the heavy hitters aren't needed." Yeah, Lewis Fear underscore said, "Not fussed about the result tonight as long as they play how Kenny wants and give minutes to players who are short of them, and everyone plays well, and that's all good." League and FA is the main focus, I believe. Yeah, so we'll just cover this match pretty briefly. We won't go into yeah. too much detail. It kicked off, and we didn't have to wait too long for the first major piece of action. As Real Sotiriu opened the scoring in the seventh minute as a cross from Craig Clay was headed against Tyrese Amatoyi by a Crawley defender. Ball came to Real. Great first touch. Allowed him some time and space. He shot. Burley's effort to pass the keeper to make it 1-0 to the Orient. Great technique from Will, from Ruel there. Really good goal, I thought. Took it well. Maybe a better keeper's saving it because the keeper kind of gets a hand to it but can't really do much with it. But that will do the world of good to Mr. Satiru's confidence. Just what you would have wanted to see from him. So yeah, dream start. Fast yeah. forward to the half hour mark. Doubled the lead as a Craig Clay throw went to Tom James on the right. His cross was unbelievably accurate. <laughs> Found Dan Happy at the far post. Easily beat his man and guided the ball over Henry in the Crawley goal of his head to make it 2 in with a beautiful leaping header. That is a great goal from Dan Happy. He's done very well there. He could have easily put that in the stand, over the bar, whatever, but he's done very well. And that is an unbelievably good cross, like pinpoint accuracy. Tom James is, is fast becoming my favourite player. 
to be honest, just because of the dead ball specialism that he can pick a player out and pinpoint accuracy. And we've not had someone like that for a long time. Yeah, perfect cross. That cross makes it so hard for the crawling defender because he can't see Happy behind him. He's ball watching over his yeah, head. And Happy's right behind him going, I know exactly where that ball's going. I'm going to have this. So, yeah, exactly. Really great to see. That's how the first half ended. So the yeah, O's were 2 and up. Attendance 810, 106 away fans, so it's not, not many journey. making a journey. It's not a long journey, but it's it's long enough. It's a couple of hours from Essex if that's where you live. So no changes for the O's at half-time. So we're going to fast forward to the 59th minute and a Shad Ogie thrown from our left bounced inside the Crawley 18-yard box to Real Satoru, who was waiting patiently and expertly just behind the defender and he dispatched his shot past Henry into the net to make it 3-0 and arguably at this point job done took it well again took it well again just waited for the ball to, to bounce and for his defence to make a mistake as soon as it did on it smash 3-0 technique patience positioning everything you'd want uh, 73 minutes on the clock dead ball maestro Tom James <laughs> had a powerful free kick that almost dipped under the bar unfortunately it dipped a little bit too late yeah decent effort there though 77 minute goal number 4 it was a yeah. good cross into the box met by Dan Kemp Made no mistakes from a few hours out to make it 4-0. Like we said to tell you, that goal would do Kemp the world of good as well. I think it was against Oldham, wasn't it, where his header was saved by the keeper. Just in the last few minutes. And you could tell he yeah. was like pretty livid by it, even though we scored from the rebound. But good to see Kemp get off the mark. And good, that's what you want, isn't it? You want to score players like Satiru coming in, scoring two goals, Kemp. Kemp coming in, scoring a goal to give Kenny some selection headaches. So great to see Kemp on the score sheet. Hundred, I couldn't agree with you more. That's the purpose of that, uh, of this tournament to some managers, yeah. I guess. 79 minutes on the clock, the first Orient substitution as Tyrese Omotoyi was replaced by Dan and Krumer. And then I guess we'll just fast forward to the end of this, really, because there really wasn't much else to, to, to report in this game. Three minutes of time were added on and played out. The referee brought the game to a close with the O's convincingly winning 4-0 to win for the first time ever Wowza. at Crawley Town. What a, what a piece of information that is. And only 106 O's fans to witness it. To witness it, yeah. Should get a free T-shirt History from the club. in the making. You should... Danny Macklin listens to this. I'm sure he's Boom. on it. Nine ninety nine in the club shop Tuesday morning. <laughs> so we're not going to play Joe Gallon's interview as he spoke to Dave Victor after the game. That interview is on uh, the club's YouTube channel. I do like Joe Gallon. I really like Joe Gallon when he talks. He's so um, he's just a wise man. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like I feel like if I ever spoke to him, like, I'd just be like under his like spell, like always honest. See why Kenny gets on with him so well. Um, but I really thought he spoke really well after that game. So well done to Mr. Gallon. And that win keeps us second in the table. Two wins now from two games in the trophy. Uh, Charlton's goal difference is better than ours. Hence they are top. So they've won their two games as well. So essentially when we play them uh, on November the 9th, Mr. Levy's birthday, I do believe, it yes, will be a basically winner takes all, win it? If we win, we win the group. And if we don't, we finish second in the group. But already qualified. So it be interesting to see how Kenny approaches that game. If he keeps it as a squad um, team which I expect he probably will or if he goes actually do you know what I want to finish top of this league to get a home tie in the knockout round I actually want to go a bit stronger so a nice little headache there for Kenny to have yeah 100% absolutely right um, so views on that I don't know why I've got so much to say about this but I thought it was a, <laughs> I thought it was a good solid all round performance great result 4-0 uh, against whatever side he's put out I think is brilliant significant changes player shows that the players have got yeah. hunger uh, to do well and to give Kenny a, a real selection headache, which is what you exactly what you said earlier, yeah. which is what what you want um, him to have sleepless nights over. Great goals, especially pleased for Dan Happy, who came in for a lot of crit- criticism after last Saturday's game. Sign of a good player to bounce back like that. The mentality there. Uh, pleased for Reese Byrne, who'd be delighted to have kept a clean sheet. Overall, like I've said earlier, not really fussed about this game, but it is a good opportunity for the squad players to get minutes. And can help morale and build momentum for the league as well. Um, so th- there is a there, there is an importance to this as well. So it shouldn't be overlooked in that regard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're never going to be unhappy, are you? With like a four nil away no. win uh, plus the historic win as well. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, some of those players have points to prove. You know, happy like we said, got caned on Saturday quite rightly, I think, in my opinion, anyway. But comes and keeps a clean sheet as part of a defence scores a goal mm. as a defender it's like a, that's a dream isn't it performance Kemp like we've spoken about Sotiriu you know Smith's done really well this year so is Drennan Sotiriu's kind of had a good pre-season but kind of gone to the back of the queue a bit due to international duty 
and the, the form of the forwards. So for him to get two goals is good for him. Puts pressure back on the other two in the league to go mm-hmm. and deliver. So that's great. Um, and well done to everyone for giving Kenny those selection yeah. selection problems. So short and sweet for me. Really happy with that one. Lovely stuff. So those were our views. A huge amount of feedback after the match. So thanks to everyone who sent their views into our social media accounts, uh, which are now, as you probably know by now, sponsored by Town and Country Hearts and Essex Estate Agents. They're at Hearts Town and at Charlie underscore Paul uh, on Twitter. So that's at H-E-R-T-S Town, Hearts Town and Charlie, C-H-A-R-L-I-E underscore Paul with an E on the end. It's great to see them doing such a good job on social media as well. Already the sponsorship is proving dividends. So it's not only plastering you can find in this podcast, you might even find yourself a new home, which is quite frankly ludicrous, but amazing at the same time. It's all brilliant. It's all brilliant. (laughs) We're going to try and read out as many of the tweets that we get in. But again, as always, it's a shame that we have to say this just because we read them. It doesn't mean that we agree with them. (laughs) Really, honestly, the the fact that we have to have a disclaimer in this is 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 absolutely shocking. So, who's up first this week? Let's go. Steve Chaplin four is up first. Decent run out against the poor Crawley team. Satiriu looked sharp, and the defence were hardly troubled all game. Need to win against Charlton now for a home tie in the next round. Right, good knowledge there, Steve. Record blue apps. So regardless of what we think about the competition, it is good to have the boys get a run out and win very convincingly. Uh, didn't see the game for obvious reasons, but giving this com- giving this confidence can only be a good thing for the next three games. Yeah, good point there. The occasional ones. So pretty sure Crawley made eleven changes, but that's their problem. Kenny likes his competition, so start dusting off your Wembley suits. <laughs> uh, Ian Hutchinson zero eight said brilliant result and very convincing performance from the team. Great to see the squad players doing uh, players trying to give Kenny Jackett some selection problems and not just accepting that they are only squad players. Winning is winning, which is a good thing going into Saturday's game. Good point. Like it, yeah. Orient Fan TV said, decent performance that, with players rested on the bench and not involved as well. I think Happy must have seen bits and pieces on social media after Saturday's performance, as I thought he had a good game. Winning breeds confidence, regardless of the tournament. And now on to Barrow. Ben D. Bollard says, Superb performance. Pleased I went. Full of energy and we passed the ball at pace. These youngsters have got bright futures. Yeah, well done, Ben, for being one of the 106 Orient fans there to see that. Boatsy said, You can only beat what's in front of you and what a way to bounce back from Saturday. Real took his goals well and has put himself in contention to start at Barrow. Hope we beat Charlton so we can get a home tie in the next round. Yeah, Patrick One Flood gets the final word this week. He said a good win after the disappointment on Saturday. This season feels special with such a good team performance all round. Happy for Dan, happy to score as well. Yeah, so those are all tweets that came into our social media channels after the Crawley game. So thanks to everyone who tweeted us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Wednesday the 6th of October then. Well, let's do a prediction league update oh, first because there was a match, but um, this, yeah. no winners in there this one. There weren't any ones. No, yeah. it doesn't happen often. No correct predictions for this game. couple of close ones, though. And as always, we'll do a top-of-the-table prediction league update after the Barrow game. Well done. So, nothing to report on Wednesday the 6th of October. So, we'll move on then to uh, Thursday the 7th. Yeah, and there was a birthday in the house as O's Ohs, Alex Mitchell turned 20. So, happy birthday, to Alex Mitchell got to say I'm really impressed by Alex Mitchell so far solid really, really solid. solid convincing you can see why they highly rate him at Millwall oh he'll yeah he'll be you imagine he'd be around that Millwall squad next season next couple of years you'd right. imagine so yeah nothing to report on Kenny Friday the 8th so let's move on to the big day Saturday okay. the 9th of October so before we talk about the first team in the youth team were in action away Crystal Palace took the lead in the sixth minute through Smith Kowazi, Charlie Pegram then doubled our lead from the penalty spot after APAC was brought down. So he made it 2 0. But Crystal Palace, remember Crystal Palace, this is Premier League. League. Crystal Palace pulled a goal back on the half hour mark, then they equalised five minutes later to make it 2 all, which was how the first half ended. Yeah, we retook the lead in the 68th minute through Tanga, but Palace equalised late on in the 86th minute. Drama didn't quite end there, though, as we ended up winning the game in the 90th minute, thanks to Dan Karuma, uh, who Dan and Kruma, sorry, who converted from close range to uh, to win the game 4-3 to the mighty O. So well done to the youngsters. What that shows tenacity that does, especially for the Premier League youth. That was only a friendly, but um, nonetheless, amazing good result. Test. There. Amazing results, but four goals past the Premier League youth team, regardless of whether they're. 
starters or squad youth team have got no yeah. idea but like Boatsy said you can only beat what's in front of you so yeah. well done so the youth amazing. team was amazing so Barrow away was the main event and as always before the game we ran a Twitter poll to find out how you thought the O's would get on in this one we had 172 votes in 24 hours and 10% of those votes thought the O's would lose with 28% thinking the game would end in the draw and an overwhelming majority of 62% thinking the O's would win the game as always Thanks to everyone who took the time to vote on that one. Absolutely. So, at two o'clock, the team was announced. Lawrence Vigarou started in goal. Mitchell, Beckles, Ogie, Wood, alongside Clay, Kiprianu, Prattley, Drinnen, Smith and Archibald. Substitutes for this one were Byrne, Sweeney, Happy, Papadopoulos, Kemp, Omotoy and Satoriu. Yeah, so that's starting 11. So Alex Mitchell back in the starting 11 after recovering from his injury that kept him out last week. And Craig Clay came in to replace the suspended Tom James. Finally suspended. Definitely suspended. suspended. <laughs> <laughs> Confirm the five bookings definitely suspended. So I thought that was a good solid side actually. At the beginning of the season, Kenny Jacket uh, used two or three different formations, but he seems to have settled on yeah. this back three with the centre-backs. It, it, it does afford a lot. Uh, either you're Either you're overwhelming the midfield or you're packing out the defence kind of thing. So I think it kind of works really well if you've got the right players. Um, so, yeah, to have the two centre-backs, the centre midfielders and, and two centre midfielders and the three forwards. And, again, regardless of injury or suspension, the formation doesn't seem to change and the players will fit in around that. Um, in my fan hub prediction, I can't believe I left out Omar Beckles. I don't know how or why that even happened, <laughs> and um, no one picked up on it, Thank, unfortunately, otherwise I'd have changed it, but yeah, for some reason I didn't have Omar Beckles in. Crazy. Uh, for you? Yeah, as expected, really. I think we all kind of knew Craig Clay was going to come in for yeah. um, James. Tom James. I think the big decision was going to be, does Happy stay in the team, or does Ogie come back in, with Mitchell obviously being fit again, so I think for me, it's pretty evident now, at the moment, that Kenny prefers Ogie over Happy is my understanding because like he, he selects him mm. well, based on form I think it's hard to argue at the moment mm. and Shad it offers maybe I know Happy's got against Crawley but Shad's got that long throw as well which is obviously a massive weapon yeah. in his artillery and maybe just fits him better to the three at the back as opposed to having two at the back so interesting lineup, but no, no complaints from me there. I think I was speaking to um, an Orient fan today this afternoon he said he thought that Sotiri, Sotiri might have got the nod me too. Over Drinnen. Yeah, me too. Um, I'm I not put on him the in. right-hand side, but mm. I thought Drinnen would start there. But I think now, obviously we're talking about post-match, but it's a, it's a nice to quit, headache to have. Yeah, I mean, I've got nothing against any of the Orient players, least of all Aaron Drinnen. Um, but you can see he's being changed at heart, like we'll come on to it. He's being changed early. fairly early in the game. For, and Ruel's coming on and, and having a good impact. <clears throat> I thought Ruel would get the nod ahead of Aaron as well because he scored two goals midweek. And I just thought that momentum would carry yeah. him on and maybe, if anything, change change it around at the sort of 45 or hour mark. But that wasn't meant to be. So we had a lot of tweets that yeah. came in um, after this. So we've got two or three to read to you now. So better late and never said, I think Kenny trusts Shad defensively more than Dan Happy. What does everyone else think? I just told you better late and never. I just told you <laughs> what I think about Len Chin uh-huh. Chin Wan said, Phil, this is too big an ask for Orient. Mixture of season players and others still needed more experience. Mitchell is the unknown as he has not played in recent times. Good luck, lads. Casey Adams, LOFC, said Clay was class as a right-back during pre-season. Was kind of gutted that we signed a right-back after watching him play there. Buzzing with the team. Come on, you O's. I think it's worth mentioning, though, before we talk about Barrow, that Barrow aren't the whipping boys that I think everyone expected them to be. Mark Hooper, as much as everyone hates him, quite rightly so, is a pretty capable manager, League 2. So it's not like they were ever going to be a walkover. And I think they were 7th when this game kicked off, so it wasn't going to be... A whipping by any means. So the match got underway in Cumbria with the O's looking to get back to winning ways in the league. And before the match, mm. interestingly, the team did not take the, the knee. knee. Wonder why. Okay, Hector explained it um, in his post-match interview and said that they didn't think Lawrence Figueroa's kind of um, incident last week was handled well by the authorities. So they're now really? not taking the knee. That's very interesting. Yeah, so I, I, I don't know if we'll hear more on that from the club. But as I say, they kind of they interviewed Hector after the game, which isn't unnormal to um, do a play interview after the game. But no. They kind of made a point of asking that question at the, right at the end of it, right. and making a not a big deal of it, but making it quite evident that they didn't think Vigor had been supported during 
buy Instant. the EFL or kick it out. Like, yeah. I never saw anything from the EFL or kick it out. I know that the Port Vale chairwoman contacted Lawrence yeah. through a mutual friend yeah. and offered their apologies. I don't know if anything has been done about that, uh, about those two. Um, I think Port Vale will probably handle that internally and try not to make a big deal well, of it. Well, they should make a big deal of it because well, they're possibly. out in two racists. They yeah. should make a big deal of it and make an example of these two. Yeah, I think, like we said, I think they were two... It's kind the exact of, thing I would They do. weren't... I think they were probably individuals' names. They weren't... Like, it wasn't like at, I don't know, Ziggy Zag, where you can't identify Correct. who it was. They look like proper kids, but... But then they could be fake names. You just don't potentially, know. Potentially. Right? Yeah, that, potentially. That's, but that's part of the problem with social media is everyone can can uh, happily uh, plug along and, and, and be completely anonymous. Uh, you can even use up a made-up yeah. email account as well that you just, just set up. But, but yeah, I, if they weren't... Support, yeah, I, ne- I never saw anything from the authorities about that. I never saw anything from Kick It Out or anyone support, you know, standing against yeah. it. So, which makes you wonder what Kick It Out do. Um, in the 13th minute, we're going to fast-forward uh, and just do the highlights of, of, of this game, uh, the few that we did find. Lawrence Vigaru's <laughs> goal kick floated all the way through to Aaron Drinnen, who shot under pressure, but Barrow managed to clear the danger. XO, Mark Ellis, remember? Yeah, Mark Ellis, yeah. He did, yeah, well did do very well, but he seems to have done all right. I mean, he's back playing League 2 football. Yeah. He's done all right, yeah. Blocked an Alex Mitchell shot in the 18th minute. Let's fast-forward into eight minutes later as Craig Clay was in the right place at the right time. He blocked Jones's shot... On the line, good old Craigie Clay. Yeah, good, well watched. Barrow had a chance in the 33rd minute, but Gordon Shot couldn't quite get his toe uh, on the ball, and from close range, the ball ended up trickling through to Lawrence Vigaru. Yeah, there was a few, like one or two, like half chances for Barrow that really didn't, the ball didn't really fall their way. Right. A leg was stretched here or whatever, and couldn't get on the end of it, but fine for us. Then, and right on the stroke of half time, Theo Archibald got a knockdown from Harry Smith, got himself into the box, took a shot. Farmer made a very, very good save to keep the ball out. That was a good save. That was a brilliant save. Theo Archibald maybe struck that too well, maybe hit that too sweetly because he really connected with it and the yeah. keeper just stuck his arm out and just walloped it. Big arm as well. Yeah, don't worry the keeper, to be fair. But you can see again from, from this half that there's, we're not speaking about any, like we've not got into this game. We're, we seem to be a second half team. And I think if you're going to be one of those that's pushing for an automatic promotion spot, you're going to need to be a little bit more consistent than that. You can't just get in at half-time, have the manager rollock you, tweak a couple of things, tell you what the other team have been doing that you might not have noticed, and then have a brilliant or better second half. You've got to be at it from the get-go, and that's what the better teams do. Um, and we just don't seem to be doing that at the moment. So, half-time scores were 0-0. Uh, 3,374, which isn't bad. Like Barrow are new to the Football League. So to have nearly three well, second and a half season, thousand, second season, yeah, yeah, they're new to the football league in a sense that you know they've not. This is only the the, the second yeah. year that they've been in, um, and there ain't that many people up in that part of the world because it's all areas of outstanding natural beauty. You know what I mean? <laughs> Unless they're living in tree huts or something. So two hundred and sixty nine <laughs> of the Orient faithful made well the long journey up well there. So kudos to all two hundred and sixty nine of you. Who did that? That's a proper all day, that one, isn't it? Yeah. It's a proper all day. That's like a 15, 16 hour oh, day, minimum. Yeah. So minimum. second half kicked off then. No changes for the O's at half time. Just three minutes into the second half then, Barrow took the lead as the O's lost possession. The ball came to Romeo Hutton. He played through ball in. That was perfect for Robbie Gotts, who got into a good position, smashed a pull pass, launched the groove for close range to make it 1 0 to the home side. What a rubbish goal to concede. One, we give the ball away. I think it was Beckles' misplaced pass. Although, to be fair, they've still got a lot to do, even though Beckles gives the ball away. But I think Hector is the one where the, the scorer got his man, runs off him. For 100%, it's Hector's man. Disappointing effort, Hector. Taking his eye off him. Disappointing. Very poor. Very, very poor from us. And that ball, if that was us scoring that, I'd be like, that's a brilliant goal. Look how we've carved, that ball's carved open and straight yeah. through straight through our players who are nowhere to be seen. And yeah, Hector's man, Hector loses his man um, and, and then he ends up burying it. Um, shame, real, real shame. So early on after half-time, that's like the five minutes after half-time, isn't it? That's the danger point. Or five ten minutes after half time, we just don't concede in that time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's move forwards then uh, to the fifty fourth minute. We made our first substitution as Ruel Sotoriu replaced Aaron Drinnen. Yeah, I mean, obviously we are not going into great detail in the game, but it sounds like Drinnen didn't really have impact. have that much of an impact in the game. But is nine minutes into the second half enough? He's also centre forward. I know you've played on the right. 
but he's a, as, as far as I know anyway he's a centre forward yeah. not a right Being forward played out of position potentially yeah, yeah obviously because of Paul Smith him. Paul Smith is that right Paul Smith will take that spot I think I'll make a point in my post-match about next week like that spot is basically Paul Smith's spot when he's fit right um, so you think Drinan's the backup? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. million percent. Fifty fifth minute, then the O's broke away. Raw Siriu made quite the impact. Literally a minute on, he burst down the right, put in a superb ball into the danger zone. Theo Archibald tried a diving header, but missed it. Now I haven't seen this. You're nodding your head, so I presume you've I'm seen. Shaking it. my head because right. it would have been easier for him to stick a boot out. <laughs> I watched. I managed to catch the second half yeah. on the stream, and. That is an outstanding cross from oh, Ruel okay. Satoru. That is an absolute peach. He's put it, almost put it on a plate for him. And all he had to do was stick a knee or a boot out for that and that would have gone in. Right. But he's, just, he's stooped in to get it and he's missed it. And, right. it's, and he's ended up falling over and the right. ball's gone out wide. Um, such a shame. But it, it's not, it's really not, not the end of the world as it turns out. But that could have been the catalyst for us to maybe yeah. nick a win. Yeah, 57 minute in. Theo Archibald went close again. He's had a few chances in this one. He had another decent shot. Done well to work the shot, actually. Mm. Again, Farman made another very good save. Yeah. At this point, you're thinking Farman's having a blinder here. He is. Game of his life. <laughs> Absolute game of his life. So we're going to fast forward now 10 minutes. It was almost two for Barrow as a counter attack. Um, saw Patrick Bruff smash his effort against the post from a relatively tight angle. I mean,. I'd, yeah. I'd like to be bigger who had it covered, but he, it was a powerful shot yeah, from a tight don't. angle. I'm not sure about that I'm one. Sure. But just one minute later, in, and the way football often goes, we were level as Theo Archibald swung a corner in. Also, so he got his head onto the ball, which came to Omar Beckles, who held off his man to smash the ball into the net from close range to make it one all. Things you'd have to see an Omar Beckles goal. If you were Kenny Jacket, mate, you wouldn't have even played him. Wasn't even in your starting eleven. What's going on? I forgot him. <laughs> Poor guy, I forgot him. Omar Beckles uh, was alert again in the 73rd minute. He had to clear the ball away from our box. That looked like if he hadn't have done that, that we could have conceded then as well. So Beckles having a bit of an impact He's, on this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Nothing to talk about now. Until the 89th minute, Craig Clay drove into the box, fed for the art to board. His shot was spilled by Farman. Wilson Siri tried to get the rebound. Couldn't chance was gone. Mm, three minutes of time were added on with no real further talking points as the match was bought to a close as the points were shared. Theo Archibald and Connor Wood also picking up some bookings. Yeah, Kenny Jacket's interview is on YouTube where he talks about Connor Wood um, being a bit aggy with the line. I think a few decisions had not gone his way. So he started mouthing off at full time. Referee went right, here's a yellow card for your troubles for it. So Kenny kind of mentioned picking up a few silly bookings and trying we to... Have done trying to avoid that and Theo that's another one for Theo as well Theo's now got a few so just need to be careful like that 100% we picked up several last week and the week before that it's getting a bit ridiculous now we're, we're going to be at the bottom of the fair play league not that well not that that's a league that you kind of focus too much on but at the end of the day it's one of those that you want to be known as the, the not the Aggie team um, and at some point if we have three or four that hit five exactly yeah. we're going to be stuck <coughs> Although, trusting the youth team that they'll come in and, and do a good job, is it going to be good enough for where we hopefully will end up being? Who knows? But So, that draw saw us drop to sixth in League Two. We've now played 11 games. We're just, just about that quarter of the way through the season now. We've won four, drawn five and only lost two games this season. We've got a goal difference of positive eight and we're on 17 points. Got to start turning some of them draws into wins, though. We really have. So, my views on that: keep it short and sweet this week. Respect the point. Um, we could have potentially have had all three. We could have potentially had none. We could have been out of sight if Barrow were a little bit more clinical. And you know, if we're not going to win, we need to make sure that we just don't lose. If yeah. it's not going to be our day, get a point, get something, win ugly, draw ugly, whatever it is, just don't lose because it's a point towards the final yeah. total at the end of the day. Um, just uh, my next point was about um, we discussed it earlier about Dan Happy taking his his seat on the bench and and Shad Ogie being preferred to him. What's you know, what's going on there? Um, but you know, looking forwards and positively, you've got a week clear week on the training ground now. We've got a winnable game next week to focus on. They're not having a great Walsall aren't having a great time, particularly at the moment. They're nineteenth in the league, as we'll mention later on. So potentially. Um, a good opportunity for us to get three points on the board, put in a good performance, get Paul Smythe back and, and, and basic crack on. 
Yeah, okay. Uh, for me, yeah, I think if you're 1-0 down midway through the second half and you draw one all, I think there's only way team you have to really take. That's a point gained. Um, slow first half again that we've spoken about. It's a bit of a repeating pattern. Nothing to be too concerned about now. It's good to see Kenny kind of addressing that in his post-match interviews. Mm. But again, fairly poor goal to concede. Pretty basic, like a decent through ball. Just yeah. a run off your man and, and they score. Um, again, only really get into gear from an attacking threat really once you go goal behind so you always want to make it more difficult if you start playing at one mm. down as opposed mm. to nil nil but good bounce back ability again to equalise you know looking at the league table when you read it out played 11-1-4 you go okay well that's not 4 out of 11 wins is not great no. and then you go only 2 losses out of 11 is better so yeah. it's just turning those draws into wins really but yeah. I think a draw is probably a fair result I don't think we've done enough to win that game it doesn't but, sound like a great game on paper to be fair does it no but you know again six in the league after 11 games we all would have taken that Paul Smythe who ultimately was seen as the big signing I think of the summer coming from QPR Northern yeah. Ireland International has played what one and a half games out of that so yeah. you go you're not doing too, we're not doing too badly and to come back to Smythe I think Smythe it starts against Walsall with, with no, no doubt in my mind it goes Archibald Smith Smythe and he'll bench Drinan and Soteriou. Mark my words. Smythe, Smythe walks into that team, regardless of you know whoever, whoever else is doing well. And I think at the moment, Drinan had a pretty ineffective 54 minutes. Soteriou isn't yet 100% starter for Kenny. I think Smythe literally goes straight into that starting mm. lineup on Saturday. Mm. But it'd be interesting. Pretty potent attacking line with Archibald, Smith and Smythe. Yeah, and one we haven't seen yet. Fair, I don't yeah. think we've seen that yet properly. So, you know, if he's if he's going to continue playing the 5-2-3 or the 3-5-3-4-3, three, 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 whatever way you look at it, the Archibald Smith-Smythe is a pretty good lineup to have. Mm. And then you can bring Mandrin in, or Sotiriu, or Matoyi. So, lots of different options there. So, really, really, yeah. something to be positive about. Yes. So, those, those were our views. Again, loads of views coming into us at Orient Outlook on Twitter. So these were all views that we read that come into us. We aren't scouring the internet for random views on Orient. Dan Alton, 2590, said, got one more point more than we deserved. Poor performance, barring the short spell between the two goals. Barrow should have won comfortably, and we've got to be better all over the pitch. Yeah, and just to pick up on what you said there, we had a lot of tweets saying the same thing, which is why we're not reading out the same thing over and over again. There's varied points within within these. Matty LOFC Evans is up next. He said, a point away from home is nothing to be sniffed at, but it always seems to be what could have been lately. Theo Archibald is a menace at this level and need to consider offering him favourable terms and getting him tied down long term. Chef Kemp once said, disappointed with the performance. We have plenty of opportunities to win that. Sloppy defending led to their goal, but we can be pleased to be going home with something rather than nothing. Big shout out to the fans who made the long journey. Yeah, Billy Carroll, GB, had a very uh, different view to a lot of the others. He says it was another disgraceful performance. Barrow should have won comfortably. Need to scrap back the back five as it isn't working. Blame is on Jacket again, waiting until we're behind to make changes. Today was Jacket Ball at its finest. Uninspiring, sleep-inducing rubbish. Interesting view there. Benny not happy. Benny not happy at all. Jagsy1979 says, We'll always take a draw over a defeat. But if we're serious about going up, then we really need to be winning these kind of games. Good point. I agree with that. I think Barrow aren't as weak as what people think they are. Like I said at the top, I think Barrow could be outside playoff contenders as well. Not like you're playing like a Scunthorpe or an Oldham or a team who are on bad form. Barrow on a good little run of form. Beat Newport a couple of weeks ago. They've turned over a few other teams. I think they've turned over Walsall or whatever. Their home record ain't bad at all. It's not like we've gone there, they've lost like their last four home games. And then, yeah, that's true. Do you know what I mean? They're, they're, yeah. they're a decent team. It was never going to be like a walkover. Yeah. Um, and Martin Ling said something interesting in, uh, their, in his interview with The Lowdown. He said, Kenny asked to go up on the Thursday rather than the Friday after training. So they actually spent two yeah. nights up in, up in Barrow, which is, Good. Which is a, a different way of preparing, which yeah. we hadn't heard of. So you're kind of hoping off the back of that that you know, all the preparation and all the tools have been given that you hopefully come back with three points. But nothing's a given. Because yeah, at the end of the day, like you say, Barrow... 
they're no they're no mugs. Yeah. They've got a um, arguably a good. Unfortunately, he's not a nice man, but he's a good yeah. football manager. Um, Essex Biz, uh, our sponsor, said disappointed that it took Barrow's goal to get us going. Credit for the comeback, but it really is two points dropped yet again. We really have to, to turn draws into wins if we're challenged near the top of the seat, near the top this season. Put my teeth in. Uh, Rishi J. Bourne said Barrow had the grit, but not much quality. O's had to adapt their play with Barrow, who had the hoofball mentality. Brilliancy, both Gannon and Kenny, making sure the players applauded. The dedicated following at the end. Good yeah. spot there, Rishi. Yeah, he did. They all went over. David Sears 3 said, Good to get a point. And think it was deserved based on uh, chances, but thought we were really poor. Played very little football and just kept kicking the ball in the air. And Ellis headed it back. Yeah. Ewan Carter said, "Got to turn these games into wins." Very poor performance. I still think it's more points dropped. Barrow had six subs, including two goalkeepers. Nothing to be excited about, but they looked the better side. Good spot there on the two goalkeepers. I'd no idea. Yeah, absolutely. Chris Co one two nine three six nine one seven said, "Always take a point away from home. Two home games to come. Tom James and Paul Smythe both back next week, so certainly no need to feel down tonight." Yeah, good point. Obviously, miss mm. miss Tom James there. Orin underscore Ed. It's a terrible game where we did not get going at all. Royal had a bit of an impact, but Archibald's crossing summed us up. Still came away with a point after a poor performance, so I will gladly take what we got. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed your uh, stay over in Lancaster as well, boys. Conway underscore Nigel said, We'll take the point after another rather shabby performance, but over the last couple of games, could have been Ross in charge. Would think that Kenny demands better than that. Oh, interesting point there from Nigel. Les LK52 says, Why can't we play from the first whistle rather than wait till the second half or going behind? We need to be putting in 90-minute performances if we are to go up. We perked up when Royal came on. He has to start Saturday. No panic, we're still up there, and a win Saturday, and we can kick on. Shrimpy underscore boy said, pretty typical League 2 football today. Don't quite understand some of the more aggressively pessimistic responses. Thought Kipriano looked great in the first half, and we were lucky with the scrappy goal, but we deserved it with the chances we created, Then the draw was a fair result. Yeah, Simon underscore J underscore Mills said, when playing away, it looks more like a 5-2-3 reality. Therefore, the only option seems long ball to Smith, there's not enough bodies to play through the middle. Mm. Love the Archibald corner, low and flat, like a well-struck five iron. That's a, a, a golfing term yeah. for anyone that isn't sure. Trousers underscore Techno said, need to start more brightly in the first half as we currently need half-time or to be down before we push on. A desperately poor game with little creativity and another sloppy goal given away. Need to do better if we are to have true promotion credentials and get back to winning ways. Stuart, 1973. So no game in this division is a given and a point away from home is always the starting point. The division is evenly balanced and as long as you don't lose and lose again, you are in with a chance. Good weekend, everyone. Credit to those that travelled. Yeah, Rayleigh Day said he's disappointed with the setup, the performance and the attitude. Seemed content to sit back and only went for it when we went behind. Need better than that if we're to be promotion contenders. Kenny Jackett needs to stop talking up the opposition and convince the players teams are there for the taking. Good point there. Kenny has raved about Port Vale um, and obviously talked up Barrow as well. Yeah, good point there. Good point. Matty H, LOFC, said on the train, reflecting on a fair point at Barrow. Still feel we haven't got our second gear yet and we're still very nicely placed. Three out of the next four games at home. Smythe to return. Time to release the handbrake. That is a very good tweet. Yeah, very good tweet. I like that one. Uh, Alexander J. Rose 1 gets the penultimate word on this. He said, tough place to go, but should be coming away with three points a game. We currently have a weak bench. Add James, Smythe and hopefully Riley into the fold and we're a force to be reckoned with. Unfortunately, Drinan looks poor and it's time for a well or Smythe to change things. Good point about Riley. I completely forgotten about Riley. I was meant to make the point earlier. <laughs> we saw yeah. him. He's like still injured, isn't he? Like, he's he not is still injured. So, yeah. That's a great point. So, you know, you look at the bench, you guys a few kids on there, but obviously once you get those three players back, that bench becomes a lot stronger. So yeah. good point there, great point there. Final word on this one goes to Daniel underscore D44, which is probably a fair result. Both teams letting sloppy goals. Their keeper made a couple of excellent saves from Theo, but they also hit the woodwork. We look much sharper with Rowell on the pitch, and I reckon he will be starting soon. Just think we need to be a bit sharper up front. Yeah, absolutely. So, those were 
all the view. Well, I say all the views. Those were the views, the general views that came in yeah. uh, over the course of the weekend. So, if you agree or disagree with any of those tweets that we read out, let us know what you think. You can tweet us. We're at Orient Outlook. If you're not on social media, you can email us. We're Orient Outlook at Outlook.com. We're on Instagram. It's Orient underscore Outlook underscore Podcast, and just search Orient Outlook Podcast. Three separate words. In Facebook, if you're on Facebook. Yeah, so moving on into the Carol Langley Prediction League update. A few correct predictions for this one. So well done to Stroud Greeno, Antique Mouse, David Dano, Wingsman, Dave M1812, Springlinet, Matty LC Evans, Smartest O, Oliver Melman, Ben Orin97, who all predicted one all getting three points. But an extra piece of kudos there to at Leighton Ori, who predicted one all Beckles to score. So he takes the maximum four points. So well done, Squire. And he or she now goes into he. the prize. He now goes into the prize draw for the end of the month special draw. Yep. So we mentioned that last week. Essex Biz was all over it on Twitter as well. So if you get the correct predictions, um, you get into a prize draw. I don't know if that's everyone who wins points or if that's it's only Leighton Ori. Oh, the maximum. Yeah. It's going to be very as difficult. As in, so Leighton Ori yeah. gets maximum yeah. points. But I guess if it was, yeah, yeah. to speak to John. Yeah, maybe we'll speaking to John on that one. But well done to everyone who predicted correctly. That means Parksy1881 is top just about. Adam, 15 points uh, in second place. One point behind that is Nino underscore Barone. And 11 points, Tommy Atkinson, six and a Wadsey. So thanks to everyone for their predictions yesterday. Yeah, so let's move on then to today, Sunday the 10th of October, and today is World Mental Health Day, and, you know, it is difficult. The, the last 18 months have been very difficult, so do get in touch uh, if you need someone to chat to. There, I'm sure there are people willing to listen. Um, you know, the Orient family are here to support each other, so uh, it is good to talk. Um, problem shared is a problem halved and all that all that stuff so yeah do get in touch um, and uh, don't keep it to yourself yeah nicely said Mr Levy Omar Beckles was named in the Skybet League 2 team of the week following his performance against Barrow so well done to Omar seems like every week now there's at least one Orient player getting yeah. themselves in the team of the week always nice to see absolutely agree with you so the ladies were in action today they were away to Leighton AFC and despite going 3-1 up thanks with thanks to goals from Ellie Williams um, Karadi and Zamina Ma- uh, Malik uh, the match unfortunately had to be abandoned uh-huh. in the 66th minute as the Leighton AFC goalkeeper suffered a terrible injury um, so they abandoned the game yeah so obviously we wish the keeper well um, it's never nice to see that second time it's happened to the ladies it is so far That's in this league spot. campaign so you know what we can do is send that and, well our best wishes to that keeper so at 48 minutes now it's time to wrap up this podcast fantasy football update in Tyler Osborne Connor Monk top of the Orient Outlook podcast fantasy football league they're on 492 points head of James Durkan in second place I'm currently in 245th place uh, it's so tight in there our 315 players so thanks to everyone who's played with us cool so positives and negatives this week oh cool okay so I'll do the positives this week because we've done them last week so first positive recorded our first ever win at Crawley unbelievable second one that youth team result amazing amazing yeah well done to the youth and thirdly away support again not for the first time this season definitely won't be for the last time taking 269 all the way to Barrow might as well be going up to Scotland for the journey, for journey that is amazing well played to everyone who travelled. Absolutely. Three positives. So just the one negative, the first half performance, and I think everything that goes with that, the lack of chances, the style and everything that goes with that. So, yeah, just the one negative from us this week. So let's move on then to the Carol Langley Florist Hero of the Week. Yeah, or should we say Heroes of the Week? So upon our discussions, we decided not to take this one to Twitter this week and not do it to someone in the first team. So we decided to have a double award, a joint award, Heroes of the Week. So first up, it is the fans who travel to Barrow. So well done to all the 269 of you who travelled up to Barrow. And secondly, got to give praise to the youth team for their performance against Crystal Palace. Well done to 
all involved in that one. Two very worthy groups of winners there. So next week's fixtures, we're back to normal next week. We've got just the one fixture, which thankfully, having been away for three games, is at home. We're at home to Walsall. They're currently 19th in the league after beating Salford 2-1 on Saturday, thanks to a late goal from sub and XO Connor Wilkinson. Uh, Walsall have now won two, drawn one and lost two of their last five games. You know, they won't be a pushover either. They'll be coming with a bit of confidence as well. You know, Matt Taylor's first gig out of, you know, in, in um, sort of first team management. professional management. So, yeah, whilst they're not having a great run of it at the moment, um, yeah, I'm, and I'm sure uh, we'll catch up with Vital Walsall as well. Rob, who lives, oh, of course. lives locally uh, and get the low down. Yeah, from him. That'll be a tough one. They'll be buzzing on the back of beating Salford. A late, late goal to win that game. You know what it's like after you get a last-minute winner. It always makes that more special. And it wasn't a bad goal, actually, either. It was a typical Conor Wilkinson late night goal, wasn't it? Right. Could have passed it. Could have passed it. Only going to shoot. What I will say about Conor Wilkinson is I'm not going to boo the guy. Like, obviously, no. Danny Johnson didn't get the best reception when he appeared back. I think if we boo Conor Wilkinson, there's only going to be one person who it's going to motivate yeah, really. It always works that way. So I don't we'll think see. we should have booed Danny Johnson no. to be honest. But you know, these guys make like Matt Porter said <laughs> on this very show. Yeah, they make the decisions for the greater good of their family and their careers. Whether that goes positively for us or not, can't knock them for it. Yeah, you know, they're not on Premier League money. Yeah. you've got to, got to remember that. We love to get back in the ground. Though. It has been a while. If you see our faces ages. come and say hello, and if you see us in the south stand, so do not forget for the best plastering and rendering prices around, visit AJF Plastering on Facebook. Or Brigades LFC on Twitter for all your plastering and rendering needs. Absolutely. So that is it. Thank you for joining us for episode number 260. It was a busy week on the pitch for the O's as there were two away games for Kenny and the boys to focus on. And after beating Crawley 4-0 to seal our place in the next round of the Papa John's Trophy. And after getting a draw at Barrow, we can't complain too much as we now run into a couple of home fixtures where expectation is high. And we'll be here at Orient Outlook Podcast Towers to bring you all the latest news and views and hopefully be talking about another win this time next week. Yeah, so if you're listening on iTunes, please subscribe, give the podcast a five-star review. And if you're listening on SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn or Stitcher or whatever platform you're listening on, add us to your favourites. And that way, you'll get all the podcasts as soon as they're uploaded. We are also on all smart speakers, so we're on Amazons, Echoes. Alexas. We are also on FanHub. If you wish to listen through that engagement app, you can do. So listen to the podcast. There's really, 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 really no never, excuses for not listening. No, it's never been easier. And if you have an older relative, a loved one, Orient chum, casual Orient fan, girlfriend, boyfriend, dad, mum, don't forget to pass the pod on to them. I'm sure they would love it. So we'll be back episode 261 next week with all the information and views that you could ever need. So we look forward to hearing from you. And as always... Keep calm, stay safe, have a great week, and listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. Up the O's.